So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Okay, can you still hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay, great, great, great. All right, I will count us down and we'll get started in three, two, one. All right, guys, as promised, I have the amazing Jess Zaday here from the Blonde Unfiltered podcast. I completely forgot about New York, and that is for no other reason <laughs> other than Bravo. This quarantine schedule has like severely fucked up my head. Everything is coming bum rushed at us. Like I asked for this, and this is why the <laughs> Pussycat Dolls famously said, "Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it." And now, oh my I've god, I forgot about that song. I got all these shows at one time, and now I'm yep. just like, oh. And I recorded a great episode with my friend Megan from the Bravo Happy Hour podcast. And got all the way to the end, published it, made it to the next day, and was like, oh my god, I forgot about New York. And that is why <laughs> we're now bringing to you this amazing bonus episode. Thank you so much, Jess, for being gracious enough to record with me. This is a carnal sin. Oh my god. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am I am honored. And yeah, I, I mean, okay, I... I, feel, I almost went into like a Ramona accent for a second. Um, I was going to say... I, I cannot believe you actually forgot about re- New York because I 
I am loving New York right now and more, more so than, um, that, well, I just watched the first episode of Beverly Hills, but I think it's great this season. I think it's a breath of fresh air and it's like the little reprieve we all kind of need right now. And it's just, it's every episode is jam packed. And I, I think I said this, um, you just mentioned Megan when Megan was on my show. I think we both said this too. Like, I don't, I don't even really miss Bethany. <laughs> I kind of forgot she wasn't there. I didn't know. I mean, and this is like no shame. Like I actually do like Bethany. I'm one of those people. Like I actually enjoy her on the show. But the fun thing about New York is that all of them are center star, or center apple holders. Like they all are. And that's center apple holders. That's a great New way York. to put it. You know, yeah. you know, it's been a lot of controversy. Like whenever someone sees someone like holding the thing in the center, they're like, oh, yeah. we're going to get a lot from you this year, you know? And so, but New York, it's like all of them could be in the center. No one would notice any different. You kind of just, as a cast, as a whole, they really give you everything. I cannot believe I forgot New York. I honestly think the only reason it happened was because I've been binging Summer House by request of the people. So this is not all my fault, okay? And I <laughs> even had to take random Bravo breaks because there's just so much content on the Bravo app and I've been doing, they've been doing the marathons and stuff all day. So I've been doing so much binging. Like I forgot about, about my actual TV schedule. And so on Thursday, which I don't think, have they, have they always been on Thursdays? I don't think they have been. And it really threw me off. Yeah, no, I thought for some reason they were they were always on Tuesdays. I don't know why yeah, I thought Thursdays that. Thursdays and Fridays have always been a non-Bravo, a non-Bravo nights to me. For some reason, I don't equate those with the same amount of urgency. And I watched Project Runway and everything, but that's also why I forgot. I was like, oh, Project Runway's over. Nothing's on Thursday. This was not, like, this just really just flipped. It went over my head completely. And I am, I'm so sorry, everyone. And I'm here, <laughs> and when I watched the episode, I almost felt like I wanted to cry with guilt and shame because it was <laughs> so damn good. I was so like, good. I miss this. But maybe yep. it was deserving of its own episode, its own bonus episode, because it was amazing. It was meant to be. It really was. Like, I like to, uh, one of my favorite movies just of all time is Sleepless in Seattle. And I like to quote, um, her name was also Jessica, the little bratty girl in the movie whose parents are travel agents. You're probably too young to know what the hell I'm talking about. But anyways, she has uh, a little saying in the movie. She says MFEO which stands for made for each mm -hmm. other. So um, this is really taking a turn. Sorry, I'll wrap it up. But uh, whenever something like works out serendipitously, I always say MFBO. So there you go. I love it. I love <laughs> You're it. You're like, I'm going to cut that So out. I, <laughs> I'm not, I, I really do such minimal editing. It's probably why no one wants to listen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I, I just, I like to let it all hang out because why not, you know? Exactly, exactly. I am very pleased with where we're headed this season already. Um, I think one of the things, and you know, Grant from Grant's Rants mentioned this on my podcast, you cannot produce Ramona. And I think exactly. that is something that is, I wouldn't say saving the show, but it is definitely propelling it in a different direction than most shows. And New York doesn't need a sale. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't need an right. engine. It does it, it does fine mm -hmm. on its own. But Ramona would be that sale because 
And I don't yep. really like her that much. Like, she, she's not likable to me. She's kind of a monster. But I think that's the point, and I think that's what is good about it. And what any other housewife in any other city would get in trouble for, which is basically having all these dates and all these events and all these things and not letting Bravo shoot any of it and not letting them be privy to that information. Ramona mm-hmm. does it openly, willingly, admittedly, and it gets into no trouble because what are you going to do? What are you really gonna exactly. Say, like, on the it's Ramona. It's Ramona. It's, yeah. It she, is Ramona. She, yep, exactly. And it, it, you know what the other thing I thought of this week was you know, I don't remember which season it was, but vintage New York when Bethany coined the phrase Ramona the Apologizer. It's it's so true. And it just, it popped in my head this week because I was like, yep, here we go again. <laughs> like, and yeah. it's, it's, it's impossible for me to like hate her because she just is, yeah, I think I made this analogy once before, but Ramona just reminds me of like a puppy. Like she can be such a little shit but it's like, I just, I can't hate her because she just, you know, she's just going to be there chasing her tail and <laughs> just, she cracks me up. She just cracks me up. And I will the other say, thing that I loved was, oh no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't see Ramona as the most dislikable character on that show. So that's something I think that is positive. Of all of them that I think have very dislikable moments, she's not right. the most dislikable person. Right, right. Because she, I don't think she does things out of malice. I think she just is kind of, you know, a little, and I can relate to this as, as a blonde, a little, you know, ditzy and kind of, you know, just kind of digs herself in holes, I guess. It just digs oh, herself in sure. deeper and deeper. She you know? buries her own grave. Like, we're deep oh, yeah. feet under. Like, she does things. Like, I, I'm, I'm so excited to get to this episode because I think, you know, similarly to like the um, Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere, it was like no scene was filler. Everything was mm-hmm. something that I was shocked they gave us so early and didn't draw out. And I think that's something that you, you know, New York just does that. It's why even yeah. if there's no central plot or theme on New York, they have just a good solid season because no scene goes to waste. Right, right. There's no filler. Yes. So... I want to definitely get into some of our episode notes and what we thought about the show. Um, overall, I mean, we'll save our ratings and stuff for how we feel about it at the end. And it's interesting to me that the very first thing that we do, and so we started the season off with Luann being, you know, let off of probation for mm-hmm. basically like drunk and disorderly conduct and assaulting yeah. a police officer. Assaulting a police officer. Don't forget that. Could never, could never. And so then she, she's she been playing the sober thing really well. I don't say playing mm-hmm. as in like she's not really sober, but she's been like playing the field on if she should stay sober if she should slowly start drinking and I've kind of respected it a little bit I think she didn't want to just jump right back into it because public perception is also you know public public opinion is equally as damaging if not more dangerous than regular judges in like regular court so for sure I appreciated that but then the very second (laughs) episode we are at a winery I mean, I know. I mean, I think that was kind of, again, I think that was maybe not the best planning on Ramona's part. 
Um, and I didn't, I, I don't totally fault Lou for, for not showing up, whether her excuse or whatever was valid or, you know, made up what, what have you. Right. But, but yeah, like, and I forget who said it, but one of the, one of the ladies said, you know, well, or maybe it was Leah who said, it you was know, Leah, well, like you, yeah. she's being sober. Would you right, really right. to come to a winery? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which I don't, I, don't I really, no regard for that. Well, exactly. But I really don't think that Ramona was like, let's see how I can stick it to Lou. I think it was just Ramona just being Ramona and probably would not occur to her. And you would actually probably have to sit down with her, like literally, you know, very specifically black and white, spell it out and and be very specific. Well, Ramona, this is why, you know, someone who's maybe sober or recovering alcoholic would not want to go to a winery. It would probably take a good 20 minutes to really, you know, get her there so I I, don't I think it... could imagine and I, I definitely agree <laughs> and I think that you know Luann she knows Ramona so well so in her mind right it was just better to say hey listen like I had to go to the doctor my chiropractor said I had to yep. stay in for a little bit and relax and, and you know if anything I don't fault Ramona as much as I was really disappointed by the shade that Dorinda was throwing a little bit about being like, oh, she didn't go to the chiropractor. She's at like, she's on a boat. Yeah, that was, yeah. We don't see what's going on here. The woman is still trying to be sober. You expect her to jump back into the bushes and and go drunk and crazy again? She needed a break and she didn't want to have to like bring the mood down with her thing. Like y'all toasted her the night before at dinner for being sober and then the very next day it's like go to a winery but again like you said Ramona was not trying to be malicious I think Ramona didn't give it two thoughts I really don't I think that's right, how Ramona right. just does things totally and I, and I totally agree I felt like Dorinda was trying to be an instigator and trying to start something and it was like why can't you just let it be like you know just let it be and I feel like Dorinda and I think again I said this before either on my show or someone else's show I just feel like kind of well, and Dorinda did even kind of admit it this week. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I can't, I feel like she's really going through something. And instead of maybe looking inward and really kind of doing the work and being like, wow, what is coming up for me right now? Why am I having these, you know, visceral reactions and being so triggered by everything? Instead, I feel like she's kind of going on the offensive with everyone, mainly Tinsley, but, you know, kind of with everyone. She's, I just feel like she's kind of with everyone. She has like a bone to pick. You know what I mean? And I, I, I want to be like, Dorinda, like maybe what is this bringing up for you? Maybe I've just been in therapy for right. too long, but mm. it's like, you know. No, it, I it, really feel that way. You're right. It, it's just, it feels like so much. And I don't, listen, this is me totally just playing, you know, armchair therapist here. I have nothing to base this on, but I feel like, and she did kind of, okay, that, that avalanche was it an avalanche analogy that she made or iceberg analogy and um the iceberg analogy she made for Tinsley Mm. I was like oh my god Dorinda really please like don't psychoanalyze Tinsley when I feel like you have your own shit going on and you're being super triggered by Tinsley because I think now I don't know correct me if I'm wrong maybe this isn't a, a fair analysis but I personally think that Dorinda maybe sees a bit of herself in Tinsley and the things that she keeps mentioning, like, oh, well, you're kept and you're being kept by this man and you're, you have a sugar daddy and all this stuff. And then 
Dorinda also mentioned, you know, this is my first time really being alone and I don't have a man to protect me. So I feel like she's, you know, she misses that life she had with Richard so much. And she feels, even though she does have John now, she feels so like she has to be completely on her own now that when she sees Tinsley in these relationships or these dynamics, that's maybe like what she misses a little bit. And so instead of kind of being introspective about it, she attacks her. Yeah, I think there's a lot of of comparisons that Dorinda makes between herself and Tinsley and just doesn't let us be privy to it because a lot of the arguments she makes with Tinsley, you could easily make for Dorinda. So not to mention the whole, you know that there's a personal gripe there and I think Dorinda just kind of focuses her sights on someone each year Mm -hmm. and it's for no other reason than like, you know, they bringing out some insecurities or someone she really wants to be close to but can't navigate it so she's kind of take it down instead she did it with Bethany she's doing it with Tinsley like it's a thing every year and I think mainly Dorinda is just a bit miserable and I think she sees the misery intensely a little bit but she sees that Tinsley has a way out of it but doesn't really accept it not to mention I mean, the whole argument her gripes with her are not even real like her, what is it that right. Tinsley is basically a sugar baby and like it's late on yeah. her back to get nice things A that is literally the premise of Housewives and <laughs> the entire point exactly, of yeah. show since inception is not you know boss bitches making their own money without men it is literally the Erica James that is the point right. of Housewives you marry right. really well regardless of whatever career you had before and now you are this elaborate housewife that has this beautiful life but there are complexities let's find out what they are but mm-hmm. not to mention Tinsley has money her family has money we have seen it well, right. we have been under, you know, led to understand it so Dorinda's argument that Tinsley's keeping on the back for a pair of shoes that she could have easily bought herself like that's not right. it's not about right. arguments you know that there's something else going on there Right, exactly. Well, and that's the other thing. I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah, the the you know the argument of was Sonia a trophy wife versus Tinsley, and Tinsley's like, I met Topper in boarding school. We were the same age, whereas Sonia, like, literally, is the epitome of a trophy. What a was, trophy wife was that? Yeah, she she Erica Jane. Like the reason why Lala Kent on the Vanderpump Rules could ever become a housewife from Beverly Hills one day. They were literally hostesses or something. And there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle, but they leveled up and it becomes, but it was for a reason. Whether or not you fell in love with your husband for real, there was a transactional situation happening there. He saw someone he really wanted to be with. Maybe he was not up to the par of looks or anything else, but he knew that there was one thing that could at least get him to have a conversation with you and that is obscene wealth more than I had a great yeah. personality afterwards it's completely you know up to you to decide in court with your divorce lawyer okay but right. beyond that he knew his wealth would get him to the level of being able to talk to a beautiful woman like Sonia right. was and like Lala was and like Erica Jane is yeah. you know I think yeah. that's literally the point I mean not for nothing Sonia you could be pretty much a Broadway star, you could be the biggest thing walking, but you married a Morgan. <laughs> well, exactly. You and it's like we believe that you married a Morgan and then not a trophy wife. 
<laughs> right, exactly. And it's like we've all seen Sonia's wedding pictures. There's obviously a big age discrepancy. And her husband was like, he was, I think, I think it's safe to classify him as an old man when they got married. I mean, it's just look at the photos, you know, of their, it's so it's, I mean, that was, but Sonia, I mean, she's another one that I just, I mean, uh, and Tinsley um, called her out on it though. She was like, oh, Tinsley did call her. Yeah. I met, I met Tom yep. and we, I, we were both the same age. We were literally high school yep. sweethearts. You met your husband when you were a hostess and he was a hundred. Right. And that was like, yeah, exactly. oh, he was a hundred. I, I was oh really God. appreciating that because I was laughing so loud. In the premiere when Dorinda was coming after Tinsley and, you know, Leah was behind her, kept going, oh, whoa, what? Yeah. I, I felt in my soul she was kind of urging Tinsley and egging her on to be like, you need to say something that puts this bitch in her uh-huh. place. So I like yep. that Tinsley pipes up a little bit, takes off I do her too. country club vibe and, like, you know, her debutante vibe and, like, gets yep. a little dead and dirty with that song Bravo, okay? I love that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I've never, you know, I've never had, like, I've I've always just kind of been indifferent, I guess, with Tinsley. But Me um too. But now I'm like I'm kinda liking her more. And now I'm getting a little I worried. Her vibe a little bit. Right? But I'm getting I feel like she's like she's kind of she's kinda like she leaves though, right? Well, that's why I'm getting nervous because isn't she we all know she's engaged to Scott and so now she's living in Chicago. So how is she supposed to be filming in New York when she lives in Chicago? I mean, yeah, unless she's gonna like Cohen was cited saying, um, like you when they are gonna do Chicago about, it, about her leaving. Oh no, I think he said he's tried it three times and it just doesn't work. I think that's it why they had work, salt. Yeah. I believe they had Salt Lake City on back on backwater. I believe that they try three cities or four or probably more in America, like full on tested them, casted all of that. And yeah. the only one that came back that worked for him was Salt Lake City. But that's, you know, a, a different story for a different day because it's such a missed right. opportunity to not send Tinsley to go be a spinoff well, of Chicago. That just what makes they so could... much sense to me. Oh, I know. I, I, hey, I would be here for it. But I'm wondering if maybe what they'll do is, I mean, listen, Scott, maybe he already does have like a pied a terre or something in, the, in New York, or she maybe keeps an apartment in New York and she just, you know, like comes in once in a while. I could see them doing something like that, you know, where she just he kind of say, Andy did say something like, um, you're going to love her evolution throughout this season. That was uh, something to that okay. effect. So I'm led to believe she leaves, but it's the journey of her inner decision. And I believe that. I believe she did make, make a, a major decision. And that's something that she never really kind of, between her and Scott, something had to bend and something had to give. He was fine with a right. socialite wife, but, you know, for his business and stuff, she's on TV. And he right. tried to bend a little bit, but I think he just ultimately couldn't do it. And she was yeah. like, okay, but I can maintain the lifestyle that I want on my own I have this check from the show I have money in the bank and I have a life and friends here in New York but she ultimately wanted a a husband and family yeah well and she doesn't and she said yes yeah and she doesn't you know she I don't she's not one of these people that like needs the show to survive you know so I think you know when push came to shove if 
I'm not saying he gave her like an ultimatum, like it's, you know, me or the show. But if that maybe did happen, I could see why she would, you know, ultimately pick that. And, you know, she's moving to Chicago. It's not like she's moving to, I don't know, you know, Guam or someplace in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no, we're, she's accessible. We can see that she'll still come. She came to Bravo, so she's still yeah. around. <laughs> and, um, exactly. So, <laughs> moving back to the show, Luann needed to rest under the doctor's orders after seeing under her chiropractor's neck. Um, <laughs> so she needed to rest because she really hurt herself, but yeah. made it back just in time for a mansion party. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Luann, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you want to back up a little bit and like briefly discuss how hilarious and loud it was that they're all just like crying in the middle of the day of this in, in this winery for Ramona, Ramona's instructions. She pretty much sits them down, has them open I the love wine, it. and is like, all right, guys, let's cry. Let's bear our feelings out. And all pretty bad. Yeah. What was Sonia's famous line? I think, you know, and then you die. You hope you, oh. you get some good dick on the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you hope you get some good dick along the way. Yeah, exactly. It was just so, you know, typical Sonia. Sonia. It's just amazing. Amazing. It, no one else could say that but Sonia. No, I, exactly. Like, they all start sharing stories, and Ramona's like, this is how you bond, okay? Like, yeah. you sit around, <laughs> you don't just talk about the superficial stuff. No, you go deeper, you talk about deep stuff. And that is how you bond. That's what a sisterhood is. And that's what we are, a sisterhood. And it was a terrible <laughs> Ramona impression, but at the same time, that's, that's oh pretty God. much the inflections of what she says. And they pretty much get into that and Leah shares with us that she was dropped off at a nunnery. Yeah. Her parents didn't want her back in the house because she was the turn of life of her siblings. And she was like, wow, um, rude for leaving me. But she said she understands <laughs> it now, which is great. Um, and then the other ones, it was kind of like more of the same. Did you really dig into Dorinda's at all? Like, I feel for her with this house, but I feel like she's more overwhelmed by other things. I I mean, I think that honestly, I think that that's what she's kind of, yeah, pinning it on. But I think there is a lot more, you know, deeper stuff going on. She just for whatever reason is, and maybe the, the, just the reason is, you know, that it's too painful to go there, that I think there is a lot of, you know, more deeper stuff going on. And I think that if she did have to face what's really, really going, you know, through her mind, maybe it would be that she would be faced with the reality that like, oh, I don't know that I really want to be with this guy. I don't, you know, the feelings of maybe like her daughters, you know, moved on with her life and is autonomous now. And I mean, those are scary realities to have to kind of face. So I don't, I really don't think that it's, I mean, yes, house renovations are stressful, but I think that, and listen, we all do this. I do this too. It's when you, I do this all the time. This is going to sound so silly, but like with my nails, I obsess over my nails and my manicure like always has to be perfect. And I've talked about it with my therapist before. My therapist was like, yeah, because if you obsess about your nails and you get anxiety over your manicure, you don't have to think about like what you're really having anxiety over. And I'm like, that is exactly right. So I- That's actually not superficial. 
at all. <laughs> I do the same thing with my hair, especially See, yeah. being um, a, a black woman, like how my hair is, like especially if I'm wearing it natural at the time. That requires so much work. So I find myself letting myself stay in the house a little bit too long to quote unquote avoid having to do it and it's mm-hmm. like okay but why am I actually stuck in the house is there something right. else happening with me here and it's really right. because of, like perception and stuff like that and I'm like I just don't want people to look at me too much like I get a lot of social anxiety um being outside and being around too many people so and it's been comforting during this time because I've been forced to stay in the house and I'm like, oh, I'm a little mm-hmm. too comfortable. Like I have to see yeah. my therapist today because <laughs> I am yep. really good. I'm too good with this. I'm like, I will never leave again. I'm fine. Right. No. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, I had some of that this week too. And I was like, okay, you need to get outside and walk and see the sunshine and breathe fresh air because like, otherwise you're just going to like slip into like a cave here. So yeah, whenever my mom needs groceries or, you know, wants to pick up um, an order from like our local fave restaurant, I I volunteer now so I can like at least get out of the house. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit of a push for myself. It's what I would normally do. So, so I don't get too complacent into this, but I think especially with Dorinda, sometimes, I mean, we, we, we want our housewives to be in therapy and be therapized as I like to call it, but at the same time, it's not good for television, but it is right, also exactly. very troubling to walk, to watch sometimes. And I feel it is like really sad. Is spiral we're going to see. Oh, totally. Yeah. Dorinda this season is, is, is making me sad. It's, it's yeah, a little, so far. Yeah. I'm not, it's not fun to watch. Her right. Star with Tinsley or anything it just doesn't feel good it this feels like we're going to a dark place and she's just gonna get darker and I don't even know how we can do that yeah it's it's not the same you know in her first couple seasons when she would have her like you know not well bitch like that kind of thing it was kind of in jest and it was in it was fun it was snarky but now it just it like you said that's a very good word for it it's it's it just does feel very dark and kind of like that feeling like, oh, I don't know if I like kind of like when you're at a restaurant. Well, I guess we can't go to restaurants now, but like back in the day when we used to be able to go to restaurants, um, like if you would see, you know, like a couple fighting at a restaurant, it's like you don't want to watch because it's like so awkward. But like also you would like kind of do want to watch. It gives me like, like that kind of feeling, you know, where I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like, yes. It's just a and lot. Literally, and this episode gave me a lot of the feelings. Yeah, specifically watching this party. So we we have to talk about this this party. Like I am touching my temples a lot right now because I'm still so <laughs> very stressed by how much cringe happened, and I did not want to fast forward a single bit of it. And I am very unnerved and excited and oh my god okay so Luann makes it back in time for the cocktail party at this mega mansion and we me and Grant talked about Ramona's um social climbing tendencies oh my god and it's kind of it's it's exciting because she drives to the Hamptons and is basically like look at all the people I know rich person rich person <laughs> and I'm just it's hilarious to me because Tinsley you know points it out and I appreciate this from a woman who's actually also wealthy and a socialite so this criticism holds true but she mentioned that you know it doesn't feel fair that Ramona is trying to you know pigeonhole Sonia so much and how she acts in public because Sonia has actually lived the life Ramona is pretending to live I mean the woman is a Morgan 
Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I was cracking up at that too. And the the other thing that I was like cracking up at so hard, it's like these, okay. They, she kept saying like, it's a $30 million house. Like, okay, really? Have you never been? Million. Oh, excuse me. 39, 39. It's these, the, the circles that these women run in, have you really never been in a $39 million house before? And like, why are you making that you. big of a deal of it? You know what I mean? And like, I, I'm pretty I know sure some... Ramona or somebody was like on million dollar listing New York. In which case, right. you're in a penthouse that costs the same and not a whole house. It's like an apartment. Yeah, it's like, why is she so flabbergasted by this? And then the other thing, which I was laughing at because I'm like, oh my God, Ramona, you're such a hypocrite, was that you know she was so worried about her friends embarrassing her, but she was acting so, you know, like kind of her feathers were getting ruffled and she kept mentioning like the price of the house and stuff like this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's the even, most ghost person you, there. Exactly. I'm like, you don't do, I, I mean, listen, I think about, I, I know someone who lives in a very expensive house. That's more than that. And when I go to her house, for, I mean, she's, it's a very down to earth person, but when I go to her house, I'm not like, oh my god, your your house is fifty two million dollars. Like, what? This is the biggest thing. Like, she would probably never have me back to her house and never speak to me again if I did that, you know. And I would right, never like. Exactly. And it's also like you. It just I feel like it would make the whole. I mean, this guy seemed like a real tool, but you you would make the yeah, homeowner a fun person to brag about no. knowing. No, he seems like a huge douche, like a douche and a Which half. I think Bravo he did a little bit on purpose because they mentioned. Oh, I for sure. Bravo, she said that he was a developer, and it wasn't just that he was rich. Bravo had to get political, which they rarely ever do. And they were like, he organized Trump's fundraisers. Look, and I was like, oh, oh God. Okay, so this know. is my Not question. Just that the money is long, but it's long, and where it is going. Well, okay, this is my question. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but. Do you remember it was last summer? It was probably in August. And isn't this is this the guy who's like one of the shareholders of Soul Cycle and he threw the party? Is that the same guy? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um oh I do oh my god, I know exactly what you're talking about. Remember when people were boycotting Soul Cycle and all this, but then because I remember being in class like the day after that whole news story broke. And my my favorite teacher, I talk about him all the time on the podcast, his name's David Zint. Um, he, I remember it being in class at the West Hollywood one. And he was saying, cause like all this stuff came out and people were boycotting SoulCycle. But David was saying, he was like, uh, and he's really big and like, you know, pumping people up during class and he runs around and he was saying, he's like, if, if anyone thinks that, you know, some motherfucker who lives in the Hamptons is going to tell me, you know, what I can say at my job and all this, and it didn't really have anything to do with the people that work at SoulCycle. He's just like one of many shareholders. But I do remember there were um, people that in, in David, my SoulCycle oh, wow. instructor. And That's crazy. Well, Equinox bought Soul Cycle, so like five or six years ago. Well, that they, would it, make sense. <laughs> yeah, the the ladies that started it, they sold it to Equinox for like a shit ton of money. But um, but yeah. So and then I remember. Oh, yeah. I don't think was this man's name. I don't think this man's name was Steven. It was a different. Okay, so maybe it was a different guy. 
Well, I mean, this would also make sense. I mean, Trump was in real estate, so him having a lot of developer friends who throw him parties yeah. and stuff for fundraisers would make sense. I just found it very right. interesting that Bravo specifically didn't just let us know that he was not even just like a friend of Trump, that he funded, he did fundraisers for him. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, Bravo, y'all are getting messy. Okay. Don't tell Carol, okay? So, um, and to be in a $39 million house, I thought that it was um, okay. And I'm not saying that $39 million is like not a big deal for a price tag of a house. I'm not saying that because like I grew up, you know, also in an area that had nice homes and stuff and around people that also had nice homes. I think that it's just on housewives. We don't expect you to be impressed by that. Like, right, we, right. That's not really what we're expecting. We have often complained that some of our housewives are too poor. We don't want yeah. regular. We want opulent. We want the yeah, one exactly. who's to be the football player, you know, and right. the one who's like major hedge fund. And we want a freaking Maloof. We don't want like right. just right. regular schmegler teddies. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Except I just for said, probably I, yes. I said you it earlier on my IG live. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I totally said it. I said it right on Instagram Live. I don't care. IG Live with Eden Sassoon was so much fun. People should definitely tune in next Saturday when they. Yeah, we're going to do it again next Saturday. Next it was so much that fun. We like really barely fun. even watched the episode, but it was, <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. Really I know. Fun. I was like, I am pretty sure like y'all were talking during the the exact moment when they showed Denise yelling out, bravo, bravo, bravo. And it was at the end. It was at the very end of the episode. Yeah. Where she, yeah. It's like their trailer for the rest of the season. Right. And she, you know, I had um, Anthony Lario on my show a few months ago. And he told me, like, and he's worked with a lot of housewives extensively. But it's what Vicky did to always allegedly get her scenes cut if she didn't like the conversation. Oh. She would yell out, bravo, bravo, bravo. And he kind of like to get the basically the woman to That's stop talking. So, so they funny. have to shut it up. Like they have to divide that up and they can't show it. And that's why so many of the scenes allegedly seem like clipped together and like they seem like they're right. escalating so far. It's because they have to like redo the argument to where... Vicky won't do it again. And apparently it's made its way to Beverly Hills. And Denise said on Twitter, you know, you know, the people were like, wow, did she really do that for this reason? And Teddy was like, yes. And it's just, it doesn't even matter because Bravo's exposing it now. They're going to show yep. up for trying. And Denise was like, well, you know, you're the one who literally told me to do that. So, <laughs> cute. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, I don't man. think we have Elisa Vanderpump on our hands who's going to not show up at the reunion. I definitely think Denise is coming. So this will be yeah, great. She needs I am the, excited for that. She needs the paycheck. And and I and I also don't think that uh, Denise is afraid, well, obviously afraid to get messy. So uh, Especially not of, what is it, Kyle and Eddie. You should be more afraid of literally anybody else. Like, you should be more yeah. afraid of uh, Sonia drinking than you should <laughs> Teddy and Kyle. Like, once yeah. they got to that party in New York, that man's teeth, the developer, were so awesome. Oh, my God. And I was just very aware of how fake they were. And <laughs> allegedly, I don't know that to be true. But no, they, they definitely looked real. like... Oh yeah, those looked like, that looked like a bad veneer job. That looked like a strip mall veneer job. Like, yeah, yeah, a strip it mall was... looks like what it was—just like one row of the same size. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That I would, I would probably not give that dentist a good Yelp review. Yeah. I don't think so. Especially for someone who can sell a $39 million house, which frankly, I was not that impressed by. I'm not going to lie. No, it wasn't beautiful. The basement got gaudy to me. Yeah, it was a, it was a little much. And also, I, I don't if he's a developer, it probably wasn't his house. It was probably just a house that he, you know, d- did developed and they had, right and they had and a party in it. And the market and he just wanted it on TV because right. the listing isn't filming right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, yeah, it wasn't really that ex, uh, ex, exciting, I guess. And he was just like he reminds me of so many of these guys. I mean, we have them here in LA too. I the they, you know, drive like a yellow Ferrari or something, which I refer to as a tiny penis car. Oh. Um, yes. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's what that's, that is. That, that kind of seems like the car that he would maybe choose. <laughs> yep. I would, I would definitely venture to agree to that. Um, yeah. I loved once we're in the house and Sonia basically tells Ramona, she puts her in her place and t- tells her immediately, you're stop acting like we're going to embarrass you of course they all did embarrass each other right. themselves totally but Sonia is telling Ramona why are you acting like you know you're so formal like we don't know these people it's... we can't know these people you're acting yeah. like you're some kind of this is so have you met so and so this is them it's uh-huh. who are you you princess yeah. die you ran true faith jewelry okay <laughs> nothing wrong with true faith I'm just saying relax yes <laughs> yeah, she needed to. Re- yeah, she needed to relax. Like again, I could because I compare everyone to because of course the creme de la creme for me is Oprah. I am like, you know what? You're not Oprah, okay? And even Oprah, I think, would have played it way cooler than that because Oprah seems like right. a pretty down to earth chick. I don't think that she would right. be. You, you know, never all know that upon. Oprah's even rich until she like reminds you that she's rich and says things like on you know Instagram or on her shows like yeah the avocados from my my window weren't that great this morning I had to go my avocado ranch like oh okay yeah yeah yeah. or she she casually mentions like wasn't great yeah and I'm like yeah okay or she casually (laughs) mentions like oh no that's from my other house that's from one of my other you know like 22 houses something like that like oh yeah right because you're Oprah but I yeah, the exactly. same thing with Whoopi Goldberg on The View. I, I forget because she dresses so regular, she acts so regular. She's amongst other successful women, so I don't think she's poor. But the moment she's like, oh, no, I haven't driven in 35 years. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, why? Oh, a driver. Got it, got it, got it. Yes, okay. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so I would say if I, was at that, if I was at that party, I would have just said to Ramona, like, Ramona, you're not Oprah, Okay. You're Ramona Singer from wherever upstate New York. So just you know, get, you, get your shit together, okay? <laughs> well, what, will you, what does she famously say? Calm down. Don't take a Xanax. so anxious. And the girls were oh not my God. having it. And not to mention, yeah. you're telling someone who is a Morgan, who probably does have the most successful last name in that room, and who um, is Tinsley. Like, Tinsley's been around rich people. I think she knows how to act. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can cool it. It's not going to be, you know, they're not going to make you look like you're the poor one. You threw this party also. So you can have any friend right. you want there. You don't have to make apologies for them. It's your party. Right, right. Yeah, she needed to, Ramona needed to uh, take some of her own advice. And I think she maybe needed to pop a zanny or two. Yeah, for sure. 
Which I would never encourage when she had a prescription. But if she did, Ramona would uh, benefit I, from it. I, I think it's maybe safe to surmise that Ramona probably has a prescription for a Xanax or an Ativan or, you know, some type of some type of situation like that. that assumption. Yeah. I'd be yeah. comfortable thinking that thought. Do I wish it on her? <laughs> do I, am I seeing any definitive claims? No. However, I'm comfortable with that, with that idea. That she that yeah. makes me feel a little better inside. And yeah. So we go through this house, they're mingling and stuff. So um, Luann is still trying to not drink. She does look to Leah to be her sober companion, but Leah can't last more than two minutes with these people. And already it's like, I need to be libated right now. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of she kind of let Lou down a little bit in that respect. Luann was like, really? That, that's all you got for me? <laughs> Really let her know. Be like, you know what? They had me crying in the middle of the day, and now I can't really get back on straight and be at this party. <laughs> and the way she described this party, it was not her kind of white people. That's basically Leah was like, these are not <laughs> the white people. This I is not this is like my crowd. Old stuffy kind. Don't right. enjoy this, okay? I mean, she has yeah. Chloe and Line called freaking married to the mob. I, this is not the people she was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But, and, but I, I you know, I, I, why she needed a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, she, I, I cannot see her fitting in with, you know, that kind of Upper East Side buttoned up uh, crowd. So I think that it's like, I'm, I'm glad they, I think I said it before, I kind of compared her to maybe like a more, a more, I don't know, current and less crazy Kelly Ben Simone. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's good that they brought someone, you know, from downtown in to kind of like mix it up and and give these ladies a run for their money. Yeah, you don't think she could fit in with her, you know, really nice jean jacket at a thirty nine million dollar house? I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, Sonia was like, "I'm only wearing this because it's the only thing I brought," and I actually do oh, believe that she brought God. an expensive designer cocktail dress. As I don't think Sonia packs. I think Sonia throws into <laughs> and takes with her. Like, it can yeah. literally be in a trash bag for all she cares. Oh, for sure, for sure. Or it's, like, some random bag that she had in the in her basement that's probably, I mean, God only knows where it had been, but yeah. I mean, I absolutely love her, but I think it's because, like what Tinsley said, she lived this life for so long, and mm-hmm. this is just not her life anymore, and though it takes a lot for her to readjust, I think she doesn't really want it to be, but she'll be damned Ramona telling her that she needs to act a certain way. Like she didn't already do it for the last 10 years of her life when she was with her husband raising a kid in that world. So we get into the house and Elise, the friend of who was always supposed to be a friend of, she's not like a Sutton Strack who was supposed to be a housewife and got demoted in the middle of filming. Um, Elise is a friend of. And so when she comes in, she really gets the ball rolling and just says the thing that I never thought would escalate the entire room that would really trigger Sonia. And that's calling her a trophy wife. This is our new Morgan letters. <laughs> it is the new Morgan letters. Oh my God. That was, I mean, wow. That was amazing. And Sonia, like that, she knew exactly which button to push. I mean, that oh, really yeah. got. Yeah, that really got so, and it really, and she had that same reaction, that same Morgan Letters reaction. She was like, "You take that back!" It was, I mean, she came in there and did her job, and yeah, it was, wow. I mean, at least looks identical to what you would think a trophy wife looks like. So, right. I would argue 
that she was a little bit of self-projection. But at the same time, I think for Sonia, because she had a daughter by this man, she wouldn't refuse to believe. And he takes care of his daughter, very good care of his daughter. And of her. I think it just he she does not want to believe that she was just as replaceable as trophies are. You can collect them, right. it's not a big deal. She wants to believe that she had a little something there, which is why she right. randomly threw it back at Tinsley. She was a trophy wife, and that was just mainly based on looks. And Tinsley's like, nope, that's, that's still not me, as we discussed. But you <laughs> yeah. are a trophy wife, Felice, but not me. And it's and I get which why that triggered her, but it also just seemed like the, at that point, the liquor had kicked in. I mean, she started at the house and then she got to this party. And when she asked the, the bartender, where's the gin? We're in the $30 million house and there's no gin. And <laughs> I died. Because she may have a point. You don't have a full bar. Why? I mean, that, that, is a, that is a very valid point. I mean, even if I was in like a $1 million house, I would expect, you know, a full bar. So... I, I, mean, I, I will concur with her on that. Wedding who doesn't have more than fifteen grand they spent on the wedding, they have a full <laughs> bar. Exactly. If you exactly. want to sell a forty million dollar house, you need to have all the libations available. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's kind of like you know base level. You can come into my house. This is not a, mo- a, a million dollar house. This is like you know, come to my house and you can come here and I will have, have a full, full bar. bar for you because I like the benefits of a full bar. Full bars yeah. are exciting for me. I have all the girls, tequila, the vodka, the gin. I have pre-made margarita at this point because my local restaurant had oh, it. And I was like, buy that up. Oh, yeah. I bought nice. the tequila separately. Because what if I want to add a little more? You never know. Bought a bottle exactly. of Prosecco just because I had orange juice. Have a full <laughs> bar. What's this going to hurt you? Not yeah, you just never know. party. Right. Well, exactly. Exactly. It's not like they went to, you know, a, I don't know, like a, even at a brunch, I would expect mimosas, but yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I just, agree with okay. Sonya on that one. If, if, yeah, I, I feel, I felt for Sonya in that moment, but it definitely did seem like the liquor just hit her a little stronger. Um, I enjoyed Dorinda coming down and trying to talk and, uh, but I, it, she was upset because he did not meet her where she was at, so she kind of turned on him. But I appreciated mm-hmm. her notion of being like, oh, you know, you're a developer and I'm trying to talk development with you. I have this old wood manor in, you know, where do they go? The Berkshires. Uh, and yeah, I appreciate good wood. This is beautiful. I appreciate here. good wood. Unintended. <laughs> and was he was just best. like, okay. And she was yeah. like, well, you're rude. Yeah, but I mean, he I also, wrote... I, I don't no, think ahead. he has a lot of substance. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I didn't really have that high of expectations for him, so. No, <laughs> anybody can have money. I mean, honestly, anybody can do anything. Anybody can be president. Anyone can run a company. Anybody can do whatever they want. You yeah. see Shark Tank? The, the differences <laughs> in the people that come on there, who get the deals, who have the money already, who made the money already. I'm like, okay. I'm shocked every day. It's a great time. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. He wasn't that impressive of a personality, but my God, Leah was on to something when she talked about how Ramona basically steals the souls of these men. He was oh talking my gosh. to yeah. a beautiful woman in Tinsley and a beautiful uh-huh. woman in Leah. Ramona comes up and he turns his whole body. And I'm big on body language. And maybe it's because I'm studying to be a teacher. I'm taking a lot of psychology classes. So there's a lot of 
hidden meanings behind things to me and reasons for stuff. But he was interested in that woman, Ramona, and she flirts so easily. Yeah. It almost feel it felt like a like a whatever they call it in the in the water, sirens. It felt much Sirens. like that. Yeah, she, I mean, I Ramona, like Ramona knows how to. Like that, like, call out and then oh. the souls of men come to them. Banshees, yeah. is that what it is? Whatever it is. Ramona, Ramona knows. Girl. Oh, yeah. she Girl knows how to flirt. She really does. And she, uh, you know, she uses it. She thought, and she's kind of always been like that, you know, even if you go back to, like, the, the, to the first season when she talks oh. about, you know, how she and... Mario used to have parties and I remember they had that first maybe it was the pilot or maybe a couple episodes after when they were in the Hamptons pre-remodel of Ramona's house and she's like flirting with these men she's like I just like the flirt that's who I am you know that's so what and that's just who she is so you know she can do it but yeah I I wouldn't take Ramona as my wing woman because guaranteed she's gonna take all the men home with her (laughs) Yeah, whatever man you had your sights set on. I mean, some mm-hmm. said it in the premiere. Why can't I take Ramona's man home? She's taking plenty of mine home. And cool. <laughs> so the friendships in I mean, the way they get along with each other, it's it's fantastic. But now we're into yeah. the territory of where Sonia does the inevitable, and she really does start to embarrass. I wouldn't say Ramona because again, I don't think that I want to give her that much credit of hosting a party. But she does start to embarrass herself. But Sonya would never call it embarrassing. So it doesn't really yeah. matter to Sonya that she acted like this. She had a great acting time. So that's all that matters to Sonya. But what did you think of, like, the ridiculous outbursts that just one after the other, at, after the other at the table with all the friends, her flirting with this 20-something-year-old boy <laughs> at the table who is laughing like he is stunned. He's never seen anything like that. Yeah. The two gossipy, rich, blonde women in the back were like, oh, I hate it when she brings that one around. She's so loud. <laughs> and he was like, who was it? Was that the guy that was like, does, is, does this always happen? Or like, is it always like yes. this? And I mean, I thought it was like, amazing. We're not going to have sex. And yeah, I, yeah, it's like you're yeah. not gonna have sex, right? Exactly. Like, really? Are you sure? I mean, the whole thing was just amazing, and it was like it just reminded me, like, this is why I love New York. Uh-huh. I don't remember. I, I don't remember something about how she the... shaves her vagina. Oh, oh, oh yes, 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 yes. This mansion. Oh my god. <laughs> of course only Sonia would do, of course Sonia would do that like I wouldn't expect anything less you know oh my god it was no amazing. you wouldn't it was just amazing it was amazing and delightful and I, and I can't wait for incredible. I mean and the, the shit show is going to continue next week and I cannot I completely agree there's no one better than Sonia Morgan who will really get a party going to yell that you know she shaved her vagina or she doesn't shave her vagina so she can't be a trophy wife um that is fantastic <laughs> right. we should all up buy it um and you know to flirt with this 20 something year old man probably in front of his mother and all the other people at the table and tell him oh well it's okay we're not having sex tonight and it just 
kept going and kept escalating. You can tell every person in there knows exactly who this woman is and do, does not like it when she's brought around because Ramona does a great job pretending and Sonia doesn't need to pretend for anyone. She does whatever she wants and says whatever she wants and then she right. says the party's over and calls Ramona a party yep. popper. I mean pooper. A party and popper. then tries to and then she flirts with this large man who legitimately turns the camera like, I don't even know why I came down this hallway when I saw y'all. And she said something to mm-hmm. him. And I, I I just made it a meme because it was so good on my Instagram page. If y'all go look at it. She is talking to him and she goes, hey, you're really handsome. He goes, you're beautiful. And she keeps flirting with him to the point of like, let's go home together. And Luann is smiling in the background and then goes, oh, no, no, wait, this went too far. Sonia, he's married. Come back. Yeah. And she pulls him away, pulls her away because Sonia's eyes are lioness. I have locked my eyes on a prospect that is going to go in. And he is scared. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for no, for good no, reason. Scared. Yeah, it was amazing. I am very excited about where this show is taking us, where we're going for this season. We saw a lot of the trailer for what's going to happen next. You know, next episode, Leah announced that there's a vibrator in the chicken, and I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how we can put that on a shirt and it not be so obscenely vulgar while I walk through the Publix or the Wegmans, but I'm going to do it. Oh my god! I'm yeah, that was amazing. Girl, and then they, of course, I they... want it on a sweatshirt. <laughs> I mean, the, and of course, the close up. And then, of course, they just they zoom in on it. Like, what? How does that even happen? I have no idea. Um, but amazing. Yeah, and they're like going to be all naked, running around, like throwing tiki torches in the pool. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I forgot about that part You're, you, you bring up an amazing point and it looked like, like a chicken oh, piccata oh. or a marsala that's yeah. not papers but the sauce was dark and I don't know why this is affecting me so much and I paused it made sure there was no chicken left I wanted to make sure the chicken was served because I'll be damned if y'all waste an entire chicken marsala for this for this scene I'm pretty sure that like if, if Sonia has any say she's just going to take the vibrator out and eat the chicken anyway or just take the piece that's not on the vibrator. Or the, yeah, you're right. You're right. Why even bother taking the vibrator out? Just scooch it over a little Why bit. Why not? She'll be like, oh, I have plenty. I don't need that one. And it's like, okay. It's a lot of vibrators going on this week on um, Housewives, you know? Garcelle's bringing oh her gosh. urban one to New York. And Sonia's leaving it in the chicken. And it's just all going too many places. <laughs> For me. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so, so much, Jess, for coming on. Please tell the people where they can find you, follow you, and catch your next live and your conversations with a real life at Housewife. Y'all gave, Aiden gave so much more tea than I expected. I stayed longer than I should have. I was doing other things on my phone. And I was like, I'm stuck now, so I'm just going to just be here. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, no, she's hilarious. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she will say whatever. But um, yes, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And yes, you can find my podcast, Blonde Unfiltered, anywhere you listen to this one. And um, yeah, on Instagram, I am at blonde underscore unfiltered. And yes, to catch my next live. I think we're gonna do it next uh Saturday and 
you know, who knows what the hell we're we're gonna be talking about. <laughs> who does know what the hell, you know? And I thank you guys so much for listening. Join my um Southern Charm season one rewatch for my birthday, which is next Friday. Be sort of wish me happy birthday as well. It's on the twenty fourth. I'm watching Bravo's doing a marathon of Southern Charm season one, which I've always argued that seasons one through three were the good old days where the show was actually worth watching. So oh, hundred percent that with me, right? And it was a good television. hundred percent like, totally new to us. Oh, yeah, 100%. That was um, definitely the, I think, season one of Southern Charm was probably definitely the best out of all of them, for sure. Yeah, I would agree. I would give it between one and two, up to three. After that, we got really either dark or boring. So, uh, yeah, was pre-Catherine. There was another girl on there. I can't forget her name. And I remember her and I remember yes. like, they haven't replayed season one in a long time and yes it's on the app but watch the marathon with me on Friday the 24th for my birthday and it feels like we're all partying together happy so, early happy birthday, birthday. thank you so happy much tour season birthday. is about to be in full effect oh yeah I am a, I forgot that you were a Taurus I am a Taurus too so yes yeah. um I will, I will be right there with you celebrating my birthday in quarantine as well. So, <laughs> yep. It's, it'll be I a good not time. to travel this long, but it's, it's fine. I like being inside anyway, so it'll be fine. I'll be very drunk yeah. most of the day on some amazing Friday, <laughs> but I found, so it's all good. And you can, I'll probably go live a bunch of times. Or I'll do like a bunch of videos and stories and stuff. So let's all have fun together, you know, where you can find me, Mixing with Monty, anywhere you podcast and listen to Blonde Unfiltered. And of course, on Instagram and Twitter at Mixing with Monty, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Please stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, stay home. Hey, Mixologist, hope quarantine is treating you well. I am so deeply into my quarantine that I don't even know how to appreciate nice things. I've been binging everything and say, watching so many other things, had a full Bravo schedule, got to the very end of recording an amazing episode with Megan from Bravo Happy Hour, all to remember the very next morning that I missed what I now think is one of the best episodes of Roni, at least this season, even though it's only been two episodes, but in a long time. Didn't even realize that I missed it until the next day. And I owe all of y'all an apology. I've already apologized to myself and scolded myself. And Jess scolds me a little bit too. And that is my guest this week from the Blonde Unfiltered podcast. And we just decided to do an entire bonus episode on the new Roni episode that came from this week. Rather than amend the other episode that I did with Megan I just felt like, and after watching it, I felt even guiltier and more ashamed because it was so good. And I just thought, you know what? It deserves its own bonus. So I have Jess here. I'm just going to get right into the good stuff. And we're going to talk all things Roni this week. Sonia, it's already going down on social media between the ladies. Sonia posted something about, you know, with her ex-husband at a benefit, um, their LGBTQ benefit for uh from the Morgan family, which is still her last name, and the father of her daughter, she constantly reminds us. And she shades Ramona all throughout that caption. And here is the reason why I felt it was even worthy of a bonus episode. She says in a picture, 
in front of some very expensive looking art with her ex-husband in a, the same dress that she took to the Hamptons for this cocktail party, the same episode. She says, last year at the Morgan Library for our LGBT event, didn't see hashtag Ramona Singer there, guess she wasn't invited, clown emoji, because it wasn't in quote unquote, or a hashtag open house disguised as a social event for the quote unquote in people in the Hamptons celebrating hashtag Ramona, hashtag sorry, not sorry, hashtag who's your broker, hashtag open house, hashtag what's your kickback, laughing emoji. What did you think when Singer Stinger made that comment, hashtag projection? I don't know if Sonya has a social media intern, maybe Pickles is back in the picture, but this is the energy on social media that I love from all my housewives, but New York just does it better. And this episode is no exception. So without further ado, we are going to get into the episode that launched this Instagram post of Sonya's. And I am with Jess and we are going to talk all things Roni season. What are we in? I don't even remember. Episode two of this new season. This new season. Get into it. Brought to you right now. Sorry, I forgot, but here we are. Enjoy. Thanks so much for listening to another bonus episode of Mixing with Moni. If you like what you hear, feel free to let me know by following me at mixing with Moni, m-i-x-i-n-g-w-i-t-h-m-a-n-i on instagram and twitter and tell me your thoughts and feelings if you love it so much you just can't get enough feel free to rate me five stars and leave me a little review on apple itunes podcasts so other people just like you can find me and our little mixer